It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Hello! Hello! Happy Thursday! We're what, three days from kickoff? Yeah. Three days from kickoff? And I'm looking at it, correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't really been diving into this. I'm looking at it if the Browns win. They're they're pretty much in the playoffs, right? They are. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's not... Not a, it doesn't rubber stamp them. They're not going to no. put the X next to their name. They could, depending but on some other games. If some other teams lose, then yeah. they yeah. could. Yeah. But I think so, I saw it on the New York Times thing where you enter in the wins. Yes, and stuff, you can play their probability game. Just the Browns win gives them a 99% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so at that point, it's like hitting a 10-leg parlay. Right, 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 you know, yeah. All these crazy things have to happen. If I would have told you before the season started that the Browns could clinch a playoff spot with two games to go, and they'd be on Joe Flacco as their fourth quarterback, you guys would have looked at me like I'm completely lost my well, mind. And then if you threw in there the fact that they're averaging over two turnovers a game and yeah. the injuries, I would have laughed even more. Or Nick Chubb played <laughs> Nick one Chubb game. Nick Chubb missing the season, essentially. Nick Chubb yeah. played one game for you. One it's unreal. Game. It really is. When you look at the whole picture, when you look at it that way, yeah. it really is nothing short of remarkable. And it also proves what Bull always likes to say. Uh, the NFL, we, we, it is week to week, but it's more season to season, too, than we think. Oh, 100%. We, you know, you try to play that schedule game in July, and you think you know what everyone is. And then you find out by week four, oh, they're not what we thought they were. Right. Mm-hmm. And there are teams that rise from the ashes, and there are teams that fall way back. And it really is, it, I think it's the reason, guys, that it is the most popular league in America, because... Your team can go from last to first. It routinely happens. Happens right, all right. the time. Well, plus every you know every game really is matters oh, more huge. than any other sport. In, it, they're yeah. equivalent to ten baseball games. Yeah. About. Yeah. You know, it used to be just really close to ten yeah, baseball yeah, yeah. games, but, but still, it's it's equivalent to basically. And so think about it: if you win three in a row in the NFL, which is what the Browns are trying to do. That's the equivalent of winning 30 in a row in baseball. Yeah. You're going to the playoffs. Man, you know, yeah. unless you totally crap the bed the rest of the game. Yeah. You know, I look at it and and, and we've talked about how, how snake bitten the Browns are. We talk about only in Cleveland things happening. But just take a look at the bounces that they've got this year. Oh. This game was oh, two weeks ago. CJ Stroud is playing his tail off. He looks like he's an MVP candidate. And you come around, they, they take a bad L to the Jets. Yeah. CJ Stroud gets hurt. He has the concussion. Now you get your old friend, Case Keenum, out. And ready to go, and you have Joe Flacco. You feel good about this game, but so many games. The, the, the you got Joe Burrow when he was hurt. The 49ers, Debo Samuel goes out. PJ Walker wins these miraculous game. DTR. Well, just got look hurt at that game San Francisco yep. missed the kick. Missed the kick uh, last week. The dropped hail mary. That was it was right. a reception. And the, the, the pass interference calls in Indianapolis. That's right. It's I mean, just, it's so crazy, look, man. We don't apologize for that. Oh no, 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 no. Because no. not the, that they're that good even with them, but. You got Arizona the week before Kyler Murray came Facts. in. That's true. They'd be a lot more competitive <laughs> with Kyler Murray. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. I, I still don't know Arizona's quarterback name that played against him. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, hey, no. the Browns were overdue for a number of breaks, and obviously the injuries have not been breaks for them, but everything else this season, outside of the uh, way they lost that first Steeler game, everything else has been yeah, that, ooh, that gone was, in their favor. Yeah, that was, that was brutal. And the other thing, too, to kind of really – put into perspective what's going on in, in front of our very eyes is that currently the number one seeds in each conference, the Browns have wins against. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, not yeah. only is it your playoff bound in all likelihood, but why not these Cleveland Browns? Why not? It, 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 no. And, and you're starting to hear that echo. 
You're starting to hear that from all of the guys. I know. Think about it. You went from people, we getting on people for saying, I don't like the Cleveland Browns. I don't want anything to do with them. They should be on at 1 o'clock. The national media is like, what are we going to do about this story? And then now, you fast forward to now, people are saying the Browns are the best story in the league. Joe Flacco is a great story. Right. Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year. So it's funny how these things morph into uh, – and, and they've showed a lot of people. I don't think we'll say this anymore, but show us how many teams had their starting quarterback gone and they still competed. Indianapolis is still competing. The Browns are there. Uh, you Cincinnati. know, Cincinnati is still there. The Pittsburgh Steelers are still there. It, it's showing you that – Although it, I would say the Steelers are collapsing. Yes. Without yeah, their, they're, you know, they're not falling fast. That good, but – if, if you got a solid quarterback and, and most importantly, a coach that continues to keep your guys playing deep, playing hard and a defense, your season isn't over. Right, you can get through you, it. You can still get through it. It's, I mean, it's not going to be easy, but they've shown that you can do that. It's funny, too, because the number one seeds in both conference have their starting quarterback. They haven't yep. had to go to the well. Like, the Browns have gone to the well three times. Mm-hmm. I mean, typically, I don't care who you are. We saw with the 49ers that – even though they were getting this miraculous play from Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy, yeah. the second he went down, their season was over. Well, in fairness, they didn't have another quarterback on the roster at that point. They did not, no. But, so but that, who that thinks was... to carry, like in the Browns' case, yeah. they, you know, obviously P.J. Walker was what he was. He was a yeah. Band-Aid on a hatchet wound, and he didn't, but, but he did get us to win against San Francisco. But when they had to go down, San Francisco didn't have the luxury of going out and finding a quarterback because Brock Purdy went down in the Eagles game. Right. But the Browns have their front office. We've got to give Andrew Barry all the flowers in the world. He's gone out and made two incredible moves that absolutely turned this sinking ship into a floatable vessel that seems to be going to a nice place. Joe Flacco on the couch one week, guiding the team to the playoffs the other. And then in Hopkins, going out and trading for this guy after you've made the decision that the guy that you picked just a year ago isn't it. Mm, I think yeah. you left another guy out. I probably did. Kareem Hunt. There's another. Yeah, You're exactly yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, what does I mean, he have? Eight touchdowns. He was on like the couch that? too. Yeah. He was on the couch. Nick Chubb goes down. The Browns immediately. Every team keeps a file, like the breaking yeah. uh, break glass in case of an emergency. And they've got broken glass all over their facility in Berea because they had to break <laughs> it for the running back, the kicker, the quarterback. They just keep making the right moves. And this, uh, this wonderful story uh, continues, and who knows where it ends. By the way, I'm just, you know, not that this guy's been amazing, but Garen Christian, they picked him up off the couch, and he's done a decent, you know, a serviceable job at left yeah, tackle. Yeah, yeah. Not, not great, certainly. I haven't used his name in vain yet. No, nah, so. he's been yeah, serviceable. Yeah, right. He's not another guy that's playing live. He's not the I've... right tackle. And I'm trying to stop doing that, too. But <laughs> yeah. sorry, Lord. I just, and I, even I'm Shelby sorry, Harris, doing that. they picked him yeah. up right at the end of training camp, right? Wasn't he, like, right I think at he the was end? at the very end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, those are five guys you picked up starting from the last week of training camp or right at the end through the season that are – Important parts of the team. And all of his undrafted free agents, they played. All of his all of his his guys he brought in for free agency, all of them have been good. Harris, Thomason, uh, uh, uh Hurst. Hurst, all three of those guys played lights out. Ogbo. Uh, Ogbo played great. They've contributed. They, I mean, all of them look pretty decent, right? Yeah. So uh kudos to Andrew Barry, uh, kudos to Kevin Stefanski and really the entire organization. Yeah. It's been a long time since we can say that. It really has. I mean, it's been a long time, but everybody top to bottom has done their job. Busy show. Aditi's going to join us right off the top here. Bernie's coming in in the second hour. And, of course, we're going to continue to break down the Texans and see how they match up with our Cleveland Browns. First, before we bring in Aditi, our first hello of the day to Ant, who is in the chair again for uh, Mikey McNuggets. You have a special shout-out that you want to give this morning. I do. So yesterday was my dad's 67th birthday. All right. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. I would not be in this chair without the support of him and my mom. So happy birthday, Dad. That was the only picture I could find of the two of us together. I'm sorry. At least you have some hair in that photo. (laughs) Your dad looks a little like uh, Taggart from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yes. Good call. I will find the reference picture because that's a Yeah, no, that's a really good call. They're remaking that, aren't they? (laughs) They're making like a a number five or four or whatever whatever they're up to. I don't know. That's hilarious. Little did he know at the time he was holding his bouncing baby boy that one day he would grow up and sit in the producer chair of the most popular sports show in Cleveland. So, I I mean, because even you, Ant, self-admittedly, when you walked in the door, you, you would say... I love soccer and 
I like anime and Pokemon, and I really don't know much about sports. And here you are. When I applied for the job, my dad's like, a sports show? And I was like, yeah, it sounded fun. <laughs> and there you are, man. I got to tell you, you talk about swimming outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. I do it every day. Anthony, you have done that, and you have done that amazingly well. And I think that this would be an appropriate time to give kudos to your pops and to your family structure for raising uh, a young man who believes in himself and is not afraid to face a challenge that is uncomfortable right. to him head on. Because I can promise you this, if someone ever comes to me and says, look, we would love for you to host a medical show, I'll be the first one running in the other direction. Right. <laughs> I know what I know, I know what I don't know. And uh, not only did you do it, but now I love it when you throw conversation out that we all look at and say, that's a pretty good question. Yeah. yeah like I sometimes like the best questions come from those less informed. And, yeah, and, and Anthony, like most people that work on this show, pretty much everybody, is uh, very good at uh, not being uh, sensitive when he gets his balls busted. So that's, no, that's well, also true. You would not have fit in in this group no. if, if yeah. it was any other way. Yeah. So happy birthday to, to Pops. Yes. And, yeah, uh, happy birthday, and, Dad. And, and, and kudos. Are to, you taking uh, him out for his birthday, like going for dinner? Or what are you doing? Maybe something next week. I did take him to see Godzilla Minus One for his birthday okay. as soon oh. as it came out opening weekend. Now, mm. I've I'll always be been curious weekend. about this, Anthony, and I'll ask you for your dad and for other people that do this. Like, do you, when your birthday is near Christmas, I know you're, you're, uh, you celebrate Christmas, as many people do. When your birthday's near Christmas, I feel like you get screwed out of gifts. My son was born Christmas Eve. See, does, oh, he, does he get screwed? Yeah, it's funny. Right? Because it's like, oh, like, this is for Christmas and your babe, birthday. Babe, go under the tree there. Grab one of those gifts. <laughs> yeah, right. And, yeah. and uh, just tell him that you didn't have any happy birthday present paper. And just, and just that's one of his birthday presents. <laughs> Ooh, that's See, one there right it is. there. It's too easy not See, to do Corey, that. See, Corey, I know you're yeah. watching. You've yeah. been screwed out of gifts Corey, for... You did, you, yeah. What, uh, 20, how old is he? Let me put 20. it this way. <laughs> Corey's been a lot of things in life. He has not been screwed. That's true. That's true. His well, but I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, he, yes, yes. He's part of the yacht boys. That's true. By default, that's by true. definition, you cannot no, be screwed with that name. Yeah, that's he's true. done okay. Well, how old he's is he? Okay. He's late twenties, right? Uh, he will be thirty. Oh, thirty-one, I believe. Oh, he's okay. already thirty. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, all right, get old, man. Get on them I'm kids, fly. Corey. Look at that. I need somebody to take the take the uh, Speaking of which, we, we we never got a chance to bust your chops. Yeah, hit me. And Mike, who hasn't been here, but you guys get knocked out of the fantasy. We're done. We're all done. And we will get to that. And listen, be, and just one thing very quickly. Yeah, go for it. I've rode with Baker all year long. You should. You should. I rode with Baker. I told you. All year long. <laughs> he, he, okay. You threw Corey under the bus. Right no. under the bus on that one. We had a conversation about it. I said, I feel like we have to start Baker. Ba 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 <laughs> Corey responds, bad matchup. <laughs> now, in truth, I could have easily just behind his back. Yeah. Because yeah. we both control the roster. I could have put him in. But... The way we've done these things this year is we have conversations. You got to do it. If someone doesn't feel really, really strongly one way or another, and in this case, we didn't. We, we just didn't. So It but cost you. Not only that, well, there were two players yeah. on my bench. that I beat Tyvis by 50 if I put those guys in the mm. game. Well, you know, but I that's, think that's part of it. It is what it is. But before we bring a DD on, yeah. I do want to remind everybody that as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's absolutely no better time to get in on all the action. The, app's, the app is super easy to use, a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You guys can go visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. And FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And then our official favorite sideline reporter, Aditi Kinkabala. She is. She's the best in the business. Hi, Aditi. Hi, guys. Aditi, That's could, a wonderful way to start. Could, well, could, you, ahead, could, you, could you run a fantasy football league combined on the same team with your husband? Mm, I don't know. My husband doesn't really talk fantasy football with me. It's oh, one of those really? like major, yeah, he's got, it's like one of his major failings. He's got all this inside information. He's got access to brilliant information and he doesn't use it. Oh my what? gosh, that's stunning to me. 
I mean, his friends message me, my brother's friends message me, random strangers message me, but the man who shares that with me does not care to know how I feel about So what he's saying without saying is that he knows more about the NFL than you do. That's crazy. Or maybe he just doesn't like hearing opposing viewpoints to what he's already fixed in his head. <laughs> I like this. I, I like this guy. Listen, I don't even remember who it was, but it was earlier this year. He did ask me who to play at quarterback, and it was three horrible choices. And I was like, is that your backup? And he said, no, that's my starter. Oh. That's the only – I wish I could remember the details. So that's it. what's Sorry. happened. You made fun of his team. <laughs> yeah. It hurt his gentle Maybe. ego. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> And now he's so I say I I have played fantasy football exactly once in my life. The dear Michael Fabiano a few years ago yeah. wrote me into playing in this crew. Actually, I should have seen this coming. It was uh, it was I can't even remember who it was. It was a Green Bay Packers former running back, and then it was a bunch of people that used to be at the NFL Network, except for Ian Rappaport and me. And I think that ended up being my last year at the NFL Network. But anyway, yeah. so it was the first year playing fantasy football. I had no idea what I was doing. My quarterbacks were Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. My oh, running wow. backs were Joe Mixon and both of the Lions running backs at the time. And I got all the way to the Super Bowl against Amber Theo Harris. And I wow. think that wow. had I not, I lost by like half a point. Yeah. Well, you lost, oh, in the Super Bowl by a half So you leave on a high game. note. It's kind of like George Costanza. If that was the best, then yeah. may as well not. I know we anymore, tried right? to get in our league, but you, spur you, you spurned us. Yes, yeah, spurned? Is that the right word? Spurned? Uh, you know, it, I nah. like fall apart here. I don't have a lot of extra time in my life right now. Um, mm -hmm. It feels like I do laundry all the time that I'm yeah. not prepping or studying or doing whatever it is I need to do for my job and yeah. fixing my children's food. So fantasy right. football. And I'm competitive. You know, that's the problem. It wouldn't be enough to play. I'd have to wipe the floor with all your little you know what wow. <laughs> we talk trash to each other all the time That's yeah. Perfect, yeah hey bring it i'm gonna bring talk it. you i'm gonna talk you into it for next year uh Didi, let's get to it this i mean it, it's getting to the point of ridiculousness with all the injury like we just talked about this if we had told you before the season that the browns could clinch a playoff spot with two weeks to go with joe flacco as their quarterback the second most players on ir the most money on ir averaging over two turnovers a game no Nick Chubb for the season, on and on and on. You would have called us crazy, but here, here's where we are. No, you would have taken it, though, right? Come of on, course. you didn't see Kevin Stefanski running that magic? Throw, throw him an obstacle and he jumps right over it? You I, didn't see I, that coming? I couldn't expect anybody to overcome what they've become. He's done a magnificent job. I really hope, I really hope that in the city of Cleveland right now and the surrounding areas, people are not calling for his head. I hope finally there is an appreciation of who they have there. I, I think I think most of the fans have come around to where you are, where I've been, where Jason's been. A lot of people have finally come around. There are still going to be haters that every game he loses are going to want him fired, but the majority of people have come around. G had been one of the harshest critics, and he's fully come around. So, Chief, uh, did you know that? Do you know how long it's been since a Cleveland Browns head coach had two winning seasons, had multiple yeah. winning seasons? Yeah, I, I had to come around. I mean, were you even born then, G? G, were you even born in the mid '80s? I, see, I'm a little older than you look. Uh, now look, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I look. I, then I look. You're older I, than yeah. I look. No, no, no. I'm, I'm 40. What? 42. <laughs> I'm I'm 42, so I was born was, in 81. Okay, so yeah, he was you four were when Marty Schottenheimer yeah. was doing his but, thing. But to my credit, to Didi, I said I came out. I had to, you know, I had a meeting with all the people in the Kool Aid Mafia. I said, listen, guys, we're gonna have to pivot on this one. Um, yes, we're not. We can't. We can't. We can't throw Kevin Stefanski under the bus for play to play. That's done. Like he has no offensive line. Right. And as a matter of fact, I think if he wins the next three games, he's a lot for. Uh, he should be the coach of the year. I can't disagree with you. I think that this is one of those things, though, that sometimes is all about narrative and politics. I think if D'Amico Ryans gets his team in the playoffs, that obviously is something that would garner a lot of attention, especially considering the mess that the Texans have been. But yeah. I'm with you on this one. I'm obviously very, very close to maybe have a little bit of bias, but I do think that the job that's been done, and the bigger piece here is that this team never quit. 
this team never threw in the towel. This team never thought, oh, wow, we lost our all-pro right tackle. Oh, wow, we lost our arguably best player on offense and the heart and soul of our team. Oh, wow, is our $230 million quarterback ever going to be healthy? And, oh, great, now he has the best game that he's ever had and he's done. There was none of that, none of that, none of that. Denzel Ward gets hurt and the defense doesn't give up. It's, it's just... You know, and especially since I live in the city of Pittsburgh and culture, 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 culture is all the topic of conversation, culture within the team and who's playing hard and who's not. I think the fact that this team remained so unbowed and went out there every week, whether it was P.J. Walker or 40-something-year-old Joe Flacco. How old is Joe? 38? 39? Yeah, he'll be 39 next month. In January. I mean, I just... It really is a credit to Kevin Stefanski, and it's a credit to how level he's been from day one, that each week is the same, that he believes in his process, he sticks with his process, he believes in his team, and he's not changing everything. He's not throwing it all out the window just because he's got somebody new at the quarterback position or any other position. uh, Sorry about that, Aditi. One of our viewers has uh, dubbed Joe Flacco and Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland's property brothers. Do you watch home? Do you watch any HGTV? And that's pretty damn good, isn't it? I have yeah, property right? brothers. Right. They're both really tall, though, and Kevin's not tall. I mean, Joe is, but Kevin's not. Is I'm it not, supposed I, to be I'm like? I'm not talking about the height. You can't tell height just on the face. TV. The faces with the gruff and the whole thing. Like I'm just, I just imagine these guys <laughs> buying a house and fixing it up like the property brothers. Look at that picture. Yeah, it's good. Hey, that kind of is. I mean, I. I, I you know, I sort of have to say that's a pretty good uh, Photoshop job. Yeah. Shout out a. to Creative Juice. It's great. I yeah, I do think it's funny that you made Kevin the carpenter and <laughs> Joe the realtor, the slick yeah. realtor. I know because in real life, I think it would be switch. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, don't I, don't know. I mean, it's it's it makes her a fun pairing right there. I, there's nothing I could say that would be safe for television right now. Yeah, there's a, there's a, it's a lot of it's you can a, text the group. It's a lot of middle-aged women like, yeah, I like them property brothers. <laughs> I like all this play calls. <laughs> Somebody's got to do a spoof advertisement, get them an endorsement deal, yeah. and uh, you know, I I mean, I, I think the, it's obvious. It's right there. Aditi is this well, you know, year. I'm about, to, I'm about to talk to Robert Sala, so there's a piece of me that's wondering: Am I supposed to? ask him why did you not call Joe Flacco but maybe <laughs> yes absolutely maybe I should stay away from that one is this the year <clears throat> that it finally happens <clears throat> Steelers under 500 I think it's finally happening Aditi they're falling apart what say you uh, you know I I think that the bigger issue is when you've got a player like George Pickens yep. saying that he didn't block for a running back because he didn't want to get hurt and then you've got Mike Tomlin saying, yeah, I'm still going to play Pickens. I mean, yeah. there, there are when, when TJ Watt, who is not at all a um, hothead in terms of someone who'd go to the media and talk when he's talking about bad practice habits, when he's talking about not being able to get through to certain players, when You've got a head coach publicly saying that he's had a great meeting with a malcontent wide receiver who's not showing good effort. And then that malcontent wide receiver says, nope, never happened. These are very dealer things. It's almost irrelevant what players are out on the field and what they're doing when you're not. Your guy, Tyler Boyd, said it. it, it when you're not yep. playing for each other, then what do you have? Yeah, and that's always been the case in Pittsburgh. They always did rally together and play together. And there was a time when Antonio Brown was obviously becoming more of a distraction than he was an asset. And you move on from the player. And I don't know how close Pittsburgh is to doing that. But these are things that typically happen in Cleveland, not Pittsburgh. And the roles have been reversed. And I think, Bull, I, 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 did, I disagreed with you last year when you said it. <laughs> I said, I am not putting a shovel full of dirt on this team's grave. I, you know, do that at your own peril. But I think... With everything that's gone on this year, and particularly the division now that you're seeing between the team and perhaps the coaching staff, I think this is the year, Didi. That I don't see them winning two of their last three. Because remember, that, that, that's what they have to do now with 17 right. games to be over 500. And, and and remember, they've got games against the Bengals and the Ravens. And Jay, the the point here is that you always 
consider the Steelers part of the conversation because of that coach. Because yeah. you sit here and you say it's hard to count out Mike Tomlin. When Mike Tomlin is in is playing relevant football in December behind Duck Hodges, you sit here and you say this is a man who knows how to get his team ready. But what you've seen over the last month in the city of Pittsburgh, the absolute lack of veteran leadership on offense, the disconnect between offense and defense and the way that they bring energy, effort, focus, the public squabbling, it's it just, and the fact that there's not a lesson in it. Look, Chase Claypool got shipped out of town. Mike Tomlin doesn't give up on players and Mike Tomlin gave up on Chase Claypool. Right. And then what happened? There was a very clear sign. Hey, if Mike Tomlin is giving up on Chase Claypool, maybe you shouldn't come after a wide receiver that Mike Tomlin has given up on. Because just if in Cleveland, you don't remember, the Steelers fleeced the Bears, got a second round pick out of them for Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool spent exactly 10 games in Chicago before Chicago had to ship him off to Miami for a seventh round pick. So you think another GM is going to sit here and say, oh yeah, I'll give you a second round pick for your problem wide receiver. Yeah. Not when there's been Probably an experience not. like that right there. Aditi, we know you got to go. You got a 1130 yes. phone call, but thank you so much for stopping by and uh, happy Thanks holidays for having you me. and your family. I didn't even get to tell you about the Texans. Wait, guys, the Texans are playing great defense. And they're a lot of fun. <laughs> Jonathan Grignard is a guy that's really turned it around. And um, if CJ Stroud can't go, I really hope you get to see Case Keenum just because yeah, he's will. such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guy. I mean, so, it's so hard. He led the Texans last week. I was obviously at that game. He led the Texans to an overtime win after not starting a game for one year, 11 months, and eight days. And that last start, one year, 11 months, and eight days prior, was for the Cleveland Browns. And that's right. He won. Did he start against Denver? And did I know he, he won a win, but he's a great guy. He yeah, did win. He yeah. It was against the Bengals. Week yeah, 17. listen, uh, he's a formidable foe, one that uh, Kevin Stefanski is certainly familiar with. Aditi, thank you. Happy Thanks, holidays Steve. to you and your lovely family. Bye, guys. We'll see you later. Uh, next week. Uh, yeah, she brings up a good point, and it's funny yeah. because that ab- absolutely is our next topic. Um, yeah. The, the Texans defense and I wish maybe we could have had a little bit more time with her to talk about that because I know she knows them intimately she's covered their games she uh she mentioned some of the stuff Ant, that we want to talk about when you this Browns defense by a lot of metrics is top of the league sure um but when you compare some of the the big bulk numbers uh with the Browns defense the Browns have 40 sacks Houston has 36 Browns have 14 picks Texans have 12 um there are some other metrics where they don't exactly right, measure right, up. Right, yeah. But when you look at that, those are kind of the, you know, that's the skeleton of a great yeah. defense. And they've been performing in that way. Now they've given up a lot more yards, but this is this is a defense that can play very well. And I think if anybody's thinking that the Browns are just going to, you know, roll down to Houston and, and have their way with this defense, I think, um, I don't think it's going to be that easy. And they've gotten better, much better as the season's gone along. Early in the year, Good they point. struggled and they've played a lot better. I, I don't ex- listen. I, I never expect the games to be easy in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Certainly, the way the Browns are currently constituted, most of their games are very close and competitive. I obviously feel a lot better about their chances of winning without C.J. Stroud, and he's not going to play. Not to mention their best receiver, Tank Dell, was done for the season. Their second best receiver is probably out for this game, Nico Collins. So, yeah, they're hamstrung on offense, but they still have some talented guys, and Devin Singletary's run the ball well. Case Keenum's a legitimate veteran, and their defense has played well. So, I, while I'm thinking, I'm expecting the Browns to ultimately win, I'm expecting them, as usual, to win a close game. Yeah, by any means necessary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to Malcolm X out there. We need to come out here. And look, we got to have it. Like, and I need that defense. I don't know what they do and what they eat before they play at home. I don't know what they, what kind of music they listening to, whether it's DMX or Jay-Z or whatever. I need all the gangster music playing, and I need you to be in here stopping this run. Because right now, they're down in the top three. If they can bring that home field type mentality to what they're doing uh, against the Texans, you've got a great opportunity to shut down the run game. And then if you can get up and we can get a couple of scores early, now we can take all that out of the, out of play action, dink and dunk. Now Case Keenum, who we know intimately, has to push the ball downfield without his best playmakers. And I believe that's when we can get those straps, those, 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 those strip sacks. We can get the, the fumbles. We can get the tackles for loss. And that's what we need to get to. We got to start off fast. 7, 10, 14 points quickly. I think that, 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 makes, that sets us up for winning uh, you know, conditions out in Texas. Do we think this is the coach of the year bowl? This I think game? it is. 
Yeah, I think it is. I, I, I said earlier that I thought Mike McDaniel in Miami was one of the front runners. Um, the fact that they have not been good against good teams certainly hurts them. I know Denver now has eked their way to 500. Yeah. And they absolutely decimated Denver with the 70-point performance. That's a quality win. Yeah. But outside of that, you've really got to – you have almost – when you call up their schedule – you're almost doing a double take. Right, because they've beaten just pathetic teams. They've beaten up on the doormats. Yeah, right. And they've beaten them pretty handily. Right. But when they're in games with teams that are 500 or better, they fold like a cheap tent. Right, they've got... So, I, I almost, for that now, the media loves them. The media loves them. Love them, but he's, there's no way... To me, it's a two-man race. I, I believe you're right. Now, the reason why I have switched my way of thinking, I yeah. said last week and even earlier when we talked about this... Is Stefanski coach of the year? Yes. Will he win it? No. But I do think it is between these two guys now. I mean, yeah. And and D'Amico has to get his team into the playoffs. I think right. we all agree there. 100%. But and they had no expectations coming into none, the season. None. Zero. And so, now he won a game last week with Case Keenum. And if, if they do win this If they week, win this one, he again is with the, Case Keenum. he's the front runner. Especially yeah, yeah. because, as you put it, the coach of the year bowl. He would have won in the I, head-to-head. I think we've got the coach of the year bowl this week and probably the MVP bowl between the Ravens San Francisco and, and, and Baltimore. I, I, I think they're the two favorites if there. You, if you look at it, you got to get credit for this. No one liked your team. When Deshaun Watson was here, look right. how much for for a whole year, right? They just they eviscerated your team in the media. Look at it this way: who has the, who's who's the toughest division in football? Well, right now, it's the North. I would there, think, bar none. But D'Amico Ryan's deserves to be in the conversation. Yeah, There's no yeah, doubt. Yeah. He, coming he, into the year, people thought the Browns would be better than the Texans, right? And they've had a lot of injuries too. You know, outside of Tank Dell, it hasn't been, and Stroud the last couple of weeks, there's not been as many key players, but their offensive line, like the Browns, has been completely shredded. I was talking with Sean Salisbury yesterday. You know Sean probably, right? I I had him on my podcast. He was like, they have not, he's like, I'm not sure they've had the same offensive line for a half the whole season. Well, our offensive line got messed up the first week. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's no, to me. So there's a lot of comparisons between the two roster attrition. To me, there's no other candidates in my mind. I it's they're one and two, however you slice it. I think after that, there's a drop to McDaniel. I think if the Bengals make the playoffs, you got to give Zach Taylor some credit there with, yeah. with the backup quarterback. I think uh, Dan Campbell gets some credit. I think Sean Payton, if the Patriot, if the uh, Broncos made the playoffs, yeah, there's uh, some but, names out there. But, but these two guys, to me, are clearly and the two top. I can't imagine Sean Payton winning anything. Yeah, because no, he is not well liked. No, that's he is true. not well liked, particularly no. by the media. And just think about it like this, man. And this will this will blow your mind away. The Kansas City Chiefs have had Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes all year, the whole time, and the Cleveland Browns could have the same record as them with four or five quarterbacks. Well, they have the same record right now, right? That's that. If you would have yeah. said that, that's crazy. I know right. these other teams might make the playoffs, but the Browns, if they went out, just didn't make. If the Browns the went out, Stefanski's winning the coach. Of the the year. four quarterbacks There's, thing to me, the four quarterbacks thing, gives Kevin Stefanski such a front runner position as it is. Then you throw in, oh yeah, game two, we're pulling Nick Chubb out of the mix. Right. So crazy. your best and most dynamic offensive player out, and then the most important position to any team. You'll be on number four. Right. And you've won games with all four. Yeah. I mean, now number four is probably the second best. (laughs) He likely is. But but the way it played out, he was fourth in the order. You know, he came around last. And on top of it, they got the best defense. So when you look at it, like, and, and they have a best defense because they made a conscious effort to go out and go get Jim Schwartz. Right. And, and get the pieces they need. I, I and think get players. And by yeah. and, you know, in the past, we we've criticized Kevin Stefanski times when the defense was bad. So he's got to get some credit too. He's the head man. Somebody absolutely asked me, does. Somebody asked me the other day on, on my podcast. They asked me, you know, if you could only keep one guy, Kevin Stefanski, Jim Schwartz, or Callahan, who would you keep? And I said, hey, listen, I love Schwartz, I love Callahan, but Kevin Stefanski's the head coach. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm too. keeping him. Yeah, I, I agree you know with that too. I, I, I could find another great defensive coordinator. Maybe, you know, maybe he wouldn't be the right guy. I don't know. But the other guy the Browns were looking at, Brian Flores, he's done a really good job this year, too. Yeah, I'm not saying I would want to get rid of Schwartz and Callahan are fantastic coaches. Hope they stay with the Browns for the next bunch of I haven't heard any buzz about Jim Schwartz for the head coaching jobs. Doesn't mean it won't happen. No, it usually happens in the month of December. You start yeah. hearing about guys. You're hearing about playoffs. Some, 
And yeah, we, we want to interview this guy. Because you're already hearing about Ben Johnson, who's the Lions OC. You're yeah. hearing about Harbaugh. You're hearing about Belichick. You know, we'll see. It depends how many jobs are open. But Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. But listen, I'm not going to go into this thing. And if Jim Schwartz is up for jobs, I'm not going to come out here and be like, well, LeBron next guy. No, it's not. Jim Schwartz is not replaceable in what this defense is doing. I like the way they play. I like the way everybody comes in and plays. I don't care if they got to offer him six more positions that are that are figurehead positions underneath Stefanski. Assistant coach, head coach, assistant. You'd likely be associate. Associate, assistant, vice. I don't care. Just add something to it. Give him a bag. And see, he's not <laughs> yeah. going nowhere. Pay him the most. Of any yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, to Bull's point, there are other great defensive coordinators out there. But, but nobody you, wants to lose him. Yeah, you, no. You, you wind the clock back when you <laughs> no have doubt. to change someone no at doubt. that Ooh, position. Just no like doubt. the Bengals, you know, your guy has been mentioned a lot yep. as a potential head coach in in Cincinnati, yep. the defensive coordinator there. He likely will get a shot at some. You know, he'll get interviews. <sighs> See, I don't. For yeah, sure, he's you been getting think. interviews. Yeah. So um, you know, it's it's tough because now you have to find someone who has the same philosophy. That's that's rare. That's you know, there's a lot rare. of different coaching philosophies. His coaching lane, and you've said this a lot because you really made it your business to know what he's about. There's not a lot of guys that are wired like he is uh-uh. to do exactly what he does. Right, right. We talk a lot about how he looks at contain, how he, you know, how he rushes the quarterbacks. He's a different breed, and you're not just going to go plug some other guy into this same defense and get the yeah. same production. And you talk about, you know, we talk all the time about chemistry between players. Well, there's chemistry between coach and player, too. They and Jim him. Schwartz now, I mean, think about this. He's done a great job his first year. What could he do next year? Right. Well, now he's at, now he's going into the offseason. He knows these players even better. Now True. we might get some draft picks up front. Now think about it like that. Usually, you know, he, he last year he came in, he didn't really have any say in who these guys are. Now you could get guys now year two. He's going to be working with some of the young guys you got. And so you want to keep that consistency, especially the yeah. way the team responds to him. Everybody you talk to said, I just love it. Denzel Ward is playing better. Yeah. Greg Newsom's playing better. So I, I think we're putting the cart before the horse a little bit. Yeah, I think it, yeah. we got a lot of playoff and a lot of stuff down. But yeah, I'm not I'm not too high on him leaving and going away. Yeah, else. I'm not either. Hopefully they yeah. can make sure they do what they need to do to keep him because um, you lose you lose a coach like that. It is like losing a great player. Uh, it can be even more impactful yeah. because I think, you know, we always talk about the sum of the parts. We knew that this defense had great individual players. Hell, turns out JOK is a great individual player. Yeah. But in the system he was in under Joe Woods, he it looked, worked. by everybody's yeah. standards, he was, he was cuttable. Like, just cut your losses with yeah. this guy. And now all of a sudden... He's, to me, a damn near lock to go to the Pro Bowl. At worst, he's in the conversation. And who would have thought that a year ago Never. when we were saying, just cut bait on this guy, he can't play. You bring in a new witch master and he starts stirring the brew and says, no, 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 no. You were used out of position. We weren't playing to your strengths. Yeah. We were making you think. You just go out there and react and respond like good linebackers do and – He's gotten yeah. better. I think Miles Garrett is playing. You know, obviously the injuries is, have slowed him down. Miles Garrett was having his best season. We were just talking about this the other day when you weren't here, Jay. That we what's taken. We've always talked about that. There's another half a floor for a guy like Miles Garrett that yes. only only three or four players have that little extra level. Right. He hadn't quite reached it, and we you know we, we were talking about like he had always been kind of good against the run, but not great against the run. This year. He's always been a great pass rusher, but this year his run defense has reached a whole nother level. And even as he's been hurt, you've seen him get better these last three weeks as he's coming back from the injury. I'm expecting him to have a big game this week. Personally, you got a bank, you got a, a Texans offensive line that's a mess, a quarterback that can't run. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm expecting a big game. I, I, I you know, we one of our uh, fence rider questions is. Will Miles Garrett have uh, a sack this week? I don't know if it was one sack. Everyone was, but I think he's going to break his sackless streak here these last couple. I of hope weeks. so. I think he gets. He's the definitely not this week. been himself the last couple of weeks. Since right, he but he's been getting shoulder. better. He was more of an impact yeah. last week than he was the two. I weeks thought he was actually that. better two weeks ago than he was last week. I, th- I felt. Uh, see, I just in terms bad. of production, I yeah. thought he, he took a step back because he had, had no production in that first game. Yeah, and then he looked pretty good in the second game, and then the last game, I thought. He had a, you know, he had a, that big tackle for a loss though on, on Khalil Herbert. I yeah, thought that was he huge. He has a sack Second on a two point conversion that doesn't count. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that was two count. games ago. I don't oh, was know that two days? Yeah, that was ago? two games ago. Yeah, I don't know why that doesn't count. It's, it's so stupid. Stupid to me that it doesn't count. I know. I mean, it's still a sack, and it, 
It's a play. Oh, I get it. It's a it sack. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Football's got some weird rules. No, nah, but I, I think you know, you know, Miles Garrett. We we got to look at it like this. I think we're not used to giving uh, you know the Browns benefit of the doubt on certain things. Like if if this was another player, they would say, well, he's the best player in the best defense. Well, I think a lot of people are saying that, though. Like, well, now, now they're coming around to it. Now they're a little, but yeah. we we naturally assume that he has to have the most sacks for him to be in the conversation. And I thought Kevin Stefanski said it. Um, I thought he had a good point. You know, we get caught in sacks a lot, but it's it's more than sacks. It's it's more than that number that that proves that you're the best player and the most valuable. Well, that's player. the equivalent to the home run in baseball. That's the number that everybody gravitates to. I think you're right. Didn't Stefanski, if I'm not mistaken, I read a quote from him where he said he's the defensive POI yeah. and it's not even close. Yeah. I disagree with Stefanski. I mean, obviously, Stefanski's biased. I disagree that it's not close. We talked about it yesterday. Yeah. I think it is close. I would vote for him right now. We still have three weeks to go. But, yeah, but it's not – I mean, usually the guy who leads the league in sacks is, is in the conversation. Yeah, so it's almost not crazy always. to say yeah. that. No, But, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, Listen, the Brown, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the week. The Browns have six, seven, eight guys that could be Pro Bowlers this year, which is remarkable considering some of their best comes players out? I asked that Monday, and I, I'm not sure I when think, that team is announced. I think it's next week. I think it's next week. I believe it comes it out. Sounds like I, I think I, it's with it feels two like weeks you're to right. go. It's usually with one or two games left in the regular season. We we t- so so on offense, guys that at least have a puncher's chance. Antonio uh, does. Antonio Teller, and, and we were talking what about, about what about I, I think the Joku. I think he's a lock. Yeah, I don't see I how do he's too. not in. There's I only do too. he's one of the three best tight ends in the AFC without a doubt. And uh, then on special teams, obviously the kicker seems like is, it. You know, I, they may only take one kicker, so maybe they take Justin Tucker out of you know because they always take him. I don't know, but the punter maybe. Uh, on, yeah, he's played well enough on defense. Miles Garrett's a lock. Denzel Ward was a lock till he got hurt. We'll right. see. Uh, certainly Martin Emerson, you can make a case. JOK. Certainly JOK, you can make a case. Yeah, that's so, seven guys. Yeah. Hell, that'd be Actually, nice. that's nine possibles if you include if the you punter. punter and I might be pushing it on the punter. Yeah. So, so I'll say eight. Well, his, his, uh, his net average, average is, is yeah. way up the chart. Uh, I, I'll actually, I, well, I'll throw this out at you guys because, you know, Jason has said this before. And, you know, we're kind of apprehensive. You know me. I like to get in front of stuff. I don't like waiting on nothing. I don't like Christmas waiting. I don't like waiting on Christmas presents or birthday presents. So, we, Jason said, hey, we, you know, that Browns, they should sign him. I've seen some stuff that he's done. And that was in the middle of the year. Now, sign who? Uh, Kevin Stefanski. Oh, okay. Now, if yeah. Kevin Stefanski wins Coach of the Year, they have to sign him, don't they? They have to sign him. I, At the regardless. end of the year, he's I mean, getting. Ex- he, that's not even because he's we only got one extension. year left on his because contract. Because we have you never it. let him go into his no, last year. We hadn't revisited it since that. We was like, oh, we'll wait to see how the season happens a little I, bit. My my point to Jason was Jason said like four weeks ago after yeah. a, after a nice win. Oh, he gets an extension right now, and I said, what's the hurry? Yeah, yeah. Like he can't go anywhere. He's your he's yours under contract next year. Obviously, the Browns aren't going to let him go into the last year of his deal. And to me, that's not even, that's an absolute, complete no-brainer. He's got his extension locked, and it's just a matter of yeah. presenting it. To oh, so, January third, uh, by the way. It's it's so there's two two more weeks of games. So you got oh, so the it's Pro before Bowl the January last third, week of the regular the season. Week, yeah. So okay. you, you so you you you've already signed off. He's getting locked up. It's just it's a matter. Oh, of time. I think yeah, it's a no-brainer. But I'm, I feel this. I know that Flacco's a free agent at the end of the year, and I want to go down that road. But I feel the same way about Stefanski. I feel I deal with that in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I'll deal with that in the offseason. Um, and, but I mean, it's a no, there's, there's no argument. Not, I mean, it would be, to me, it would be insane not to give him a contract extension this offseason. I just can't imagine any world, even if they lose the last three. Right. I just don't think there's a world where he doesn't get an extension. And just based on what he was able to do and what he had to work with. And the way this team has played, you never know. It's a wacky wild season. No, I know. I know. The way this team has played, it's impossible for me to believe they'd lose three in a row. It is for me too. But I I guess you never know. But I agree with you. Even if they did somehow, I'm still giving them an extension. But that's not going to happen. So think about it like this. I don't know where this puts him in, in the pantheon. But he's been here with five years. Yeah, this this will be his fourth. This is fourth. his fourth. Year. fourth. So yeah. who has won two coach of the years in their first four? I don't. I wouldn't even know. 
I don't know because I know typically that that award more than any other. I like to give it to a. It almost always goes to a first-time coach. So that or, or a coach in his second or third year with that. Yeah, so right. that would mean. And they had a thing against Belichick. Belichick's probably only one, two, or three. Right. And you guys, some got of those awards, like uh, I don't know. Like I mean, Kobe coach, Bryant won one MVP. Yeah. I mean, I mean how do you answer that? I, yeah. I mean, but coach of the year. Yeah. Two times in four years, is ridiculous. I don't know if anybody's ever done that. Does that yeah. necessarily point to his eliteness? Do you even be like, listen, I got two coaches years or four years. With, you, with entirely different with entirely quarterback different roster, yeah, systems, yeah. Now, everything. You, now, and listen, COVID. A COVID you, year and I got this Sean Watson year. Yeah. You guys know how much I defended and love Kevin Stefanski. Right. Yes. You don't get elite status until you win a Super Bowl. And he's won, technically he's won zero playoff games. No, you're right. His team has yeah. won one. So the, until you do something in the playoffs, you're right. you don't get the elite what, game. What, what but he's it? done a great job. You can, you can, you can call him uh, pretty damn good in the regular season. Yeah. I don't even know about elite. They didn't strip him. <laughs> regular season award. <laughs> well, I mean, both right. I look at I look at the NFL. as There's two different leagues. There's two different seasons. Okay. And it's what you do in the first season, and then it's what you do in, in the playoffs. I think you've got to at least get to the Super Bowl. At least get yeah, there. Yeah, I agree. Does that, at least get does there. Does that put him in, if you had to rank them, yeah. would that put him in, say, the top five or top ten of coaches today? I would have him in the top ten, not top five. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I don't know if I can get him in top five either. Yeah. I don't know. But look, here's the the bigger question is, is he the right guy for this team Absolutely. right now? And that's just yes. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, so I don't know that he'd, you know, be considered the best. As long as Andy Reid's still doing it. Well, yeah, Andy you know, Reed. and Bill Belichick is still doing it. I know Belichick's Having had a, a real coming back to earth. Uh, I think he's a victim of his own ego and trying to be the general manager of a team. He's learned yeah. that it's not as easy yeah. as he thought it was. Yeah, he's not a GM anymore. He's <laughs> a coach and he, he can still be a very damn good coach, but he got sidetracked with the GM carrot. And I, we saw how that is, is, I can't put him ahead of Sean McVay. I mean, Sean McVay no. won a Super no. Bowl. His no. team Absolutely might get to the playoffs two. two years later. I mean, no. That's two. That's two. Well, I mean, you're going to give him Belichick, too, aren't you? Yes. I mean, you're not I mean, going to take. On. I'm not putting him in. All right. I, I throw Belichick in there, even though he's going to get fired. He's got, he's got six rings. I'm going to put him right, in. It's hard. Har- Harbaugh. Listen, Harbaugh. That's, you got to go with Harbaugh. Yes, Harbaugh's still elite. You got to go with Tomlin. Now, five is sitting there. I'm looking around. Listen, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't how, know how do you put him ahead of some of these coaches that have gone to the I Super mean, Bowl? I mean, Tomlin's been doing it for tw- over – is he at 20 years now with the Steelers? Probably, yeah. Now, yes, he's had a – the lack of his playoff success in the last decade is yeah. mark against him. But he's also gone to the Super Bowl and won it. Is, is, is there any – you said there's no world where he does not get a contract extension. No Is world. there any world – where he does not accept the contract decision. No chance. And, and looks at that. another greener pasture with more power or more. You know, that's something that only he can answer. And I think the reason that maybe he would is if he's unhappy with the way things are going, this might be an opportunity for him to leverage away some of the power from whether it's Deep Podesta or whether it's JW I, or somebody yeah, in the organization. Yeah. Or if he I, I never wanted Deshaun Watson and he's miserable secretly in his heart of hearts. And that may well be the case. Sure. And he says, I want, I, I don't have enough control over how I pick the players. I, 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 I want think that. that. I think sure. it's unlikely. Uh, I, I think unless it's Jimmy and the family. I, From what we know, yeah. he and Barry and Deep Podesta are cut from the same cloth. We may not like Deep Podesta, were, but they're cut from the same cloth. I... It, the only thing he would it would be with Jimmy and and the son-in-law that would be it. We have heard yeah. whether or not it's true or not. We, I know we all three have yeah. heard the same 
thread of a rumor mm-hmm. or of whispers from yeah. Berea that when it came to the Deshaun Watson move, he was not driving the bus on that. Yep, right. Now, there's no way we can confirm that. Even if it were true, Kevin Stefanski would never let anybody on to the fact. But we do, years. if you piece the uh, comments together, he was asked specifically on the Baker thing, did you think that you could win with Baker moving forward? And he, his answer was yes. So it leads us to believe that yeah. some of the rumor talk that the Deshaun Watson thing was all the owner. He wanted Deshaun Watson, and that was going to happen. Now, if that's true, and we don't know that it is, we've all heard the same thing that it's true. If that's true, and it's made him miserable, because now, especially, he's able to look at what he can do when he can put his kind of guy in there mm-hmm. and put his kind of system in with the play action and the tall, strong, traditional pocket passer in the NFL, he's like, see, this is what I do, and you can win with that. And they were telling me, you can't. You've got to have this guy, and I didn't want this guy. If that animus raises to a certain level, he might just say, I'm going to stick around, yeah. but here's the drill. Yeah. Or the opportunity. I don't know if he, he seems to be an ambitious man, but I think every every coach – has the, the holy grail is you're the head coach, you call the plays, and you you over personnel. Whatever you want to go get, you the general manager de facto, go get him. I don't we'll even think he wants in. to do I that. I don't, he know, he, I don't know if he wants to do that. Everything we know about he and Barry is that they work well together. Right. Mm-hmm. That's I've not yes. heard anything to the contrary. No, but, but, so, but the big move that this franchise made, right? we all know what it was. Yeah. There, we've all heard the same thing from Berea. So usually, where there's smoke, there's some fire. Yes, but I, we've also I've also heard that he was fine with moving on from Baker. There's not a difference, necessarily to Watson. There's a difference about yeah. being fine with. Yeah. Because we all have bosses. If yeah. your boss comes in and says, "This is what we're going to do," well, then you better be fine with it. Yeah. Or you just say what a good employee says. I'm going to make this work. I think I'll it, make it work yeah. one way or another. But yeah, the the threat of what we heard was, it wasn't it wasn't Andrew. And it wasn't Kevin. It was all owner-based. And if that's true, yeah. and Kevin is, and that animus, again, raises to a certain level, he seems to be a pretty easygoing guy. I don't yeah. anticipate that. No, no, it's I, like, I, this I, is very unlikely. Yeah, no. we, we just hashing it out in, because, in the, look. In the end, guys, I'd be shocked if he didn't want to And I would, too. I'd be yeah. very I'd surprised. be floored. Yeah. But, you know, there is you there a scenario know. where that happens? I think that. It's out there, but highly unlikely. The one thing you can credit Jimmy with, really the only thing you can credit with, is he'll pay Kevin Stefanski whatever he needs to pay him. Yes, he'll give him the money that he deserves. Yep. Yeah. He'll likely get a five-year, probably a new five-year deal. Absolutely. I imagine they would rip up the last year of this, his first five-year deal yep. and give him a current five-year going forward. Absolutely. And let's face it, in the Still. world that we've lived in, if someone would have told you when they hired him he's going to be here for nine years – you would automatically say, oh, that means we're relevant. Yep. That means we've had success. That means we're playing in January. All of that's a good thing. Let's keep, Stability keep it going. Stability in this organization for the first time in a long time. First time in a very, very yep. long time. All right, you want to do Fence Riders? Yeah, before we do Fence Riders, guys, I just want to remind all of you that we are doing a TV show tomorrow from 1230 to 1 on WKYC. You can watch us on WKYC if you're in the local area or if you're out of market, you can watch it on WKYC+. Plus. Mike's back, so it will 100% be... Bull, are you singing? Sorry. <laughs> it does look like it we're, will we're, be we're, we're, never we're, before seeing content yeah. with Mike being gone all week and coming back tomorrow. So he's got a fun segment for you guys planned. Check us out on WKYC. We appreciate all the support you guys show us over there as well. Great. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.